Welcome to the Greybeard Chronicles podcast. Your hosts, Brian Halstead and Kevin Harkins, are two gray-bearded patriots who love God, their family and friends, and their country. The Greybeards are here to inspire, inform, and educate you on a myriad of topics they are passionate about. Brian and Kevin have a strong desire to share this with you to help you live your best life. Sit back and enjoy this amazing podcast as the Greybeards pass along the wisdom of the ages. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 49 of the Greybeard Chronicles. I'm Brian Halstead. And I'm Kevin Harkins. And we are excited to be here recording another episode of the Greybeard Chronicles. And, and it's like our last one in, in the 40s, man. We are, we are coming up on, an, on that one-year anniversary mark. What are we going to do to celebrate? We're going to, we're going to record a podcast. We're going to toast with an adult beverage. And um, we're going to talk about something good and important. There we go. Uh, we got to do something more than that. We got to do something special. Yeah. We got to think about that. We've yes, talked we about it. No, we we brainstormed it, but we, we have not we've, taken we've, any action <laughs> steps. What's up with that? We've made no progress on that. Yes. We got to come up with something good to celebrate the one-year anniversary. Maybe we can have a special guest or guests of some sort or a crowd yeah. or... Yeah, we need to get on that. Yeah, right? we've we've got very little time left to to plan that, so we got we got to we got to nail that down. Know. It's only like three weeks away, isn't it? Yeah. Whew. All right. Hey, so before we before we start talking about the uh, the topic for this week, let's uh, let's get a little uh, status check on how things are going since we uh, talked about mayhem in America last week. What uh, what are your thoughts on what what's happening now? How how have things progressed or I think you I think you pretty much nailed it actually. I didn't <clears throat> I didn't expect that you were going to be right. I thought that the the protesting would have sort of burned itself out a few days earlier, but you said you thought it it was going to be going for another week. And you're about right. It it has, I believe, tipped over the edge in terms of starting to calm down. <clears throat> but it's, it's still not over. There's still protests going on. Well, there have been every single day, but I think there was supposed to be a really big one in D.C. this last weekend, and it it uh, was very much under control and didn't turn out to be um, violent, really, in any way. I think it was mostly just truly a peaceful protest, which is wonderful right. when people have the opportunity to do that. Yeah, that's what I saw, at least yeah. here here locally in Stafford and Fredericksburg. I think some of the biggest numbers that they have seen so far is, you know, when you're talking about the actual number of people showing up, and at the same time, some of the most peaceful ones, which yeah. is a beautiful thing. I, I drove uh, down Callum Boulevard uh, right past uh, a list. I, there probably were, yeah, I thought was a big crowd for the Fredericksburg area. There was probably 400 people there. And, and they were all just very peaceful, just chanting and walking and um, holding up signs. But there was, there was no destruction, no real um, viciousness of any kind. It was very much under control. Yeah. And, you know, good, good for them because that's how you get your message across, right? It's the, uh, Indeed. the violence and, and all that other nonsense that detracts from it. And people aren't going to want to listen to you. Um, don't care what your message is when you're acting like that. Um, Peaceful protest got a, a much greater chance of people actually paying attention and you being able to influence some serious change. Exactly. And there's, there's going to be some very um, long-lasting effects of what's happened here over the past couple of weeks. Uh, a lot of it will be good. Some of it won't be good. Uh, what will be good is you know, a, a renewed sense of awareness and action related to um, equality and, uh, you know, all of the things that uh, many of the peaceful protesters are trying to get across in terms of their message. And uh, at the same time, there's a lot of destruction. There's, there's been some, um, some deaths, some additional deaths. Um, law enforcement officers killed during riots, and uh, those are going to have long-lasting effects as well. And... Uh, so yeah, it's it's a mixed bag. It really is. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I, I definitely think some some good change will come out of it. Um, we'll see. It's uh, it's also going to be interesting to see the direction that some of these folks are taking it too. 
you know, you, uh, you, we talked briefly about Minneapolis and the elected board um, there, uh, you know, their, their councilman or whatever the, the particular title is in, in that jurisdiction, um, wanting to defund and, and basically abolish the police force and replace it with some community, I, I don't even know what the term is that they're, they're throwing out there, but man, I, um, I think that people just have not thought this through. Um, I can't imagine what a large city like that without an active police force would be like. Um, and I just, I feel for the folks in the, in that jurisdiction that, um, do support law enforcement and do want a safe and secure environment to live in. Um, that man, it's just, it's scary to even think about where that might go. That would be, in my opinion, that would be an absolute disaster. It would be chaos and anarchy. And, you know, one of the primary functions of government is to protect the citizens of the nation. And there's no way that they'd be able to do that in a situation like that. Uh, so, so the basic functions, you know, people want to believe that, especially, um, in, in, well, not especially, but everywhere, they want to believe that they can just police themselves. But when you have a lot of people together in a, in a small area like you do, in a city and there's lots of um, opportunity to have things go sideways uh, without a police force uh, I just it's it's a I just hope that people come to their senses and realize how bad of an idea that really is to to defund and get rid of the police force yeah it, it'll it'll turn in the, into the wild west no no doubt yep. you know, survival of the fittest and uh, and and it's going to be the predators out there that um that are surviving that's right um because they're going to take advantage of folks that have no freaking clue about how to take care of themselves and their family that's right those who have weapons those who aren't afraid to use them i was just, just going to say yeah. the, the only good that might come out of it is uh folks might change their mind on how they feel about gun control and and whether or not they should be allowed to possess them yeah you bet i think that's Probably absolutely an outcome. If you if you live in one of those jurisdictions where there's no police force, yeah, how are you going to protect yourself from the thuggery that's going to eventually catch up to you at some point? Yeah. Yeah. It's like the uh, the inmates are in charge of the asylum out yeah, there. That's exactly I, what it would I become. Don't, I don't so. know. Anyways, yeah. I, I pray for those folks out there in uh, in Minneapolis and any other um, incredibly liberal and crazy areas like that where folks that are in power are making decisions that are not going to be in the best interest of people in the long run. So you will continue to have my thoughts and prayers and um, hopes that things will, uh, will turn around and get back on track for you. And mine as well. And I think I was mentioning to you before we came on the air that there was, uh, I, I, I read part of an article Yesterday, I don't know if it's changed today because I know this thing changes, seems like every five minutes. But the mayor of Minneapolis was was not in favor of abolishing or defunding the police force. Um, and there's a whole bunch of decisions that the mayor of Minneapolis has made that I don't agree with. That's fine. I'm not the mayor, and I'm not there. And you know, everybody can have their opinions about what's right and what's wrong. But one one thing that I definitely do agree was, and is that uh, defunding the police is a really bad idea. So I give him credit for that. Shout out to the mayor for, at least as of yesterday, not going down that path or not. Yeah, good. Yeah. All right. So I think that catches us up on what's going on yep. from, uh, from what we talked about on our last podcast. So what, uh, what are we talking about tonight? This has been on my mind recently, and uh, not just uh, – Although there are some aspects of the current situation in our country that, are, that apply, it certainly wasn't the catalyst for this. Uh, there was lots of previous experiences I've had in my life that uh, brought this issue to the fore in my mind, and that is the similarities and the differences between these two words. And specifically, the title that I gave it is, What is the difference between greed and ambition? What is the difference between greed and ambition? And I know that everybody who just heard that in their mind, not everybody, but many people, will immediately go, well, that's easy. That's, a, that's an easy 
easy thing to figure out because in my head, I know what it is. But what you're going to find out, I think, as a result of this discussion and as a result of you thinking about this is one man's greed is another man's ambition and vice versa. And where you sit depends upon where you stand. Or I always say where you stand depends upon where you sit. And so it's, there's a lot of gray area there. And I, I just thought it was worth exploring. And I, I honestly don't know what you believe about this because we haven't talked about it. I have some thoughts. I know you've done some research. And so I think this is going to be an interesting conversation. I love, uh, I love your comment. There's a lot of gray area. Yeah. Yeah, we are called the Graybeard Chronicles, right? Yes. There's plenty of gray here. Yes. No, but I, I, I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure I agree. Um, well, we'll see and through through conversation whether or not I agree uh, on the uh, how much gray area is involved in this these two topics. Okay. Well, boy, there's a challenge. You just threw down that gauntlet and said, <laughs> "Let's do it." Well, uh, yeah. Tell me, uh, tell me why then in your mind, it is very clear the difference between the two. Well, I think the, um, the easiest way to show that the difference between the two is with a question. Of the two of them, greed and ambition, which one is one of the seven deadly sins? Uh, yeah, I agree. Greed is. Yeah, so I, I think whether you're on that list or not on that list is a very distinct indicator of the difference but who who defines it and who determines whether or not it's on the list well tonight it's me (laughs) (laughs) okay it's you in your own head yeah and yeah that's fine that's fine um much of this is based on opinion yeah right so yes it is me tonight from my perspective so you're saying you're giving the label greed as one of the deadly sins, and that's fine. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the coincidence that greed and good both start with a G is the end of the coincidence. There's no other connection. Give me a, uh, wait, say that last thing again? The, the coincidence that greed and good both start with a G is the end of that's the coincidence. It. I got there, it. There's okay. no other connection. Okay, all right. All right. Well, then give me an example of of greed that's very clear in your mind? An example of greed that is very clear. Um, that's, a, that's a tough question, right? So, um, you know, I'd, yeah, let, me, let me think on that for a second. Um, you know, I, I think it comes down to, you know, folks that, um, let's talk about, you know, because it can show up in different areas. It can show up in, in power, um, money, whatnot. So we'll, we'll use money, right? That's a fairly common example. Yep. Um, I, uh, I think that there's, we talk about gratitude a lot. Right. And um, we talk about giving back. And I think, you know, those scenarios where, you know, people will just basically throw out, you know, any kind of ethics or, or values to get ahead financially. And They'll do so at whatever cost to, you know, whoever in the process. They don't care who it hurts, um, who it negatively impacts, and they won't be focused on doing so for good and then ultimately, you know, giving some of that back, right? Now, I'm not, I'm not of the socially, socialist mindset that we all need to share. Um, you know, I believe there's merit in, in what you earn and, and keeping what you earn. And I also believe that you need to share some of that. Right. And uh, I think folks that, uh, that fall into the, the greed camp, um, that's lost on them. Right. Okay. So you, you passed the first, you passed the first part of the exam and you, and you <laughs> hit the, uh, some of the morality and, uh, and the ethical pieces of it, because if you're doing something that, that, that causes you to violate, um, ethical behavior or, or moral behavior, then I think, yeah, that, that spills over. But even then, depending on who you're talking about, you're gonna, you, you can run into some gray area. So when I, years and years ago, it's probably eh, at least 25 years ago, uh, I was having a conversation with a, with a couple at a party about Bill Gates. And this couple 
could not stand Bill Gates. They thought he was the most greedy uh, bastard that, that there ever lived on planet Earth. You know, and even then, 25 years ago, he was a many, many multi-billionaire. And their question kept coming, you know, how much does he need? How much more money does he need? Why does he need all that? Why does he keep striving to earn more of it? That's just greed. That's all he's doing is that he's, he's a greedy bastard and, and that he just wants more and more and more. And I, I don't know if 25 years ago he was labeled as the richest man in the world. I'm, I don't exactly, you know, he was and has been that many times over the years. But I just don't know if it was at that period of time. But clearly, and I, I disagreed with him. Uh, I said, I don't, think, I don't think that's it at all. First of all, he earned it. And, and that angers people right out of the blocks. What do you mean he earned it? And then there's all kinds of, he earned it on the backs of his employees, and he earned it on all of these other things. Um, and, but uh, we got into this fairly, I know it wasn't heated, but we just, fun, interesting, because, you know, we were at a party and everybody was feeling good from the alcohol. Right. And, uh, and it, it ended up being a fun conversation. But yeah, Definitely uh, a recipe for some spirited conversation. Spirited, there you go. There, there you go. But I didn't interpret that as greedy at all. I interpreted that, and you know, and then the, the, some of the counterpoints that I shared was, look, how many millions of jobs have been created because of the things that Microsoft has done? Right. And when you when you just when you just put it in context of the money itself and how much one single person is worth, I think it distorts part of what what's going on. And, uh, and then there was another conversation I was having uh, probably 20 years ago with a different lady who said, you know, at some point people make enough money that they don't need it anymore. And so anything that they make above and beyond that needs to just be turned over to the government. And I just... Well, I, what's their incentive to keep earning at yeah, that point? exactly. So, yeah, so I, th- that's what I mean. There, there are people who, who believe to their core that somebody who's ultra wealthy like that if they're if they're still trying to earn their money, they're just greedy, and uh, I just I'm just not buying into that. I'm not. Yeah, you know, and I don't. I wouldn't have put him in the in the greedy camp. I, I think there's a uh, although I don't you know agree with all of his political positions and everything that he's involved in. Yep. Um, I, I wouldn't put him in the greedy camp just because certainly not from a financial standpoint because they are very giving when it comes to uh, finances, to help underprivileged and, and so on. Um, you know, I, the, only, the only place I think that uh, someone like that might actually encroach up, upon the greedy arena is power and what their wealth um, does for them as far as influence when it comes to, you know, access to people and, and, and different uh, influence over serious decisions that uh, have a huge impact on our society and, you know, uh, whether or not those are used in good ways. Right. So the thing about greed is, is greed is selfish. So I agree if, with you're, that. if you're using that power and influence in good ways with good intent, unselfish ways, then I, I don't think it falls into the greed ca- camp. <laughs> and there's the slippery slope that you go down though, because what you think is a good intention, somebody else doesn't think is a good intention. Uh, and and if you're if you're going after power, and you in your own head think that I'm I'm gaining power because I am going to influence the world in a good and positive way, what if that person is on the complete opposite side of the issue than you're on? Yeah, well, you're you're not always going to have people agree with everything you do. Yeah, so you, I mean, I understand what you're saying as as far as it can be subjective. Right. Um, I think um, you know in some ways you can't necessarily make the judgment on whether or not what that person is doing would constitute greed because you don't know what the intent is in their heart. You've just uh, stated another key word, I think, is what is your intention? Yeah, if you, if you have the intention of doing harm to others, if you have the intention of playing a zero-sum game, which means if I win, you lose and I am happy about that, and I'm happy that you're going to be harmed as a result of it, then I think you spill over into greed. But so many of these things, I mean, what you just said about somebody who wants power, um, and they're striving to get it through 
any means, any legal means that they can think of. And uh, that's, that's key, legal. Uh, and they get it, and then they start to influence things. You may not agree with what they're doing, and you might, you might, you might judge them as just being greedy bastards, and they would say, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm doing good. I'm changing the world and making it a better place. That's why I just I think it's not nearly as well-defined as some people can make it in their head. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying there. I, I still think, you know, it, it, for me, there's a clear de- delineation between, you know, what their intent is. Um, and, and sometimes, like I said, you won't be able to know because they're, they're, they're not actually voicing that to you. Um, however, I think in many cases, actions speak louder than words. Mm-hmm. And while you might not know what their intentions are because they aren't saying it, you could certainly conclude based on their actions what their intentions may be. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if it's, if it's a selfish based action, uh, and so on, you know, that's, that's straight up in the, in the greed camp. Yeah, I agree. And that's another key word is selfish, but I actually, this is a perfect time. I saw this quote. I was, as I was reading today, this quote, uh, that was doing its very best to draw the line between greed and ambition. And it said this, Greed is the intense and selfish desire for something, especially wealth, power, or food. So think about that. Greed is the intense and selfish desire. Take the word selfish out of that sentence. Greed is the intense desire for something. Wealth, power, food. If two people are going after something and there's an intense desire to achieve it, and you're going to label one person as selfish, why don't you label the other person as selfish? I want to just throw this out. I want to earn a million dollars. Well, am I selfish because I have a goal that I want to earn a million dollars? Or is the other person selfish? Yeah, I think, I don't know you can make, I don't know that you can make a judgment just based on that, right? So I think you have to look deeper into it. You know, what, um, what are they going to do with it, right? So why, why do they want to earn a million dollars? I think there's a lot more that, that plays into it, right? So, um, and I've said this before, you know, when you're talking about money, and money's a magnifier, you know, what you really need to focus on is this person's character uh, beforehand, right? Because I think their character and their previous actions are going to inform you about what their intentions are. Right. And then, you know, that'll kind of show you whether it's ambition or greed. Right. Yeah, and um, you know, I'm I'm playing a little bit of devil's advocate here in this conversation, but and, and in my mind, I it's like you, I'm like you. It's very clear in my mind the difference between greed and ambition. But I just think you need to proceed with caution a little bit because there are people out there who are on the opposite side of an issue of you, and they believe that they are as holy and as righteous and as virtuous as you are, and there's not a thing that they're doing that you agree with. And, and who's right? Are they right or are you right? I mean, you're right in your head. They're right in their head. In the grand scheme of how that all gets balanced out in the karma of life, who's, who's right and who's not? And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, I was, here's another thing that made me think of it today. This is another specific example. There was a, you know, the, the um, musician, uh, performer, singer, Pink. And she uh, apparently has gone out and attended a number of these protests over the past few days. And somebody asked her a question. uh, uh, No, somebody said something to her that didn't agree agree with uh, something about this particular protest or something. And her response to it was, you're not educated. Go get educated and you will change your opinion. And that was her, I mean, and I'm, I'm telling you, to the core of her being, she thinks she's right. You think you're right. Who's right? I don't know. I, I would, I'd just be staring at her because I think she's hot. <laughs> but uh, yes. I'd just be happy to just be standing there having a conversation with her. But, um, yeah, I mean, we, there's many folks in, in that um, category of celebrity status that uh, have way different opinions on life and, and so on than I do. So I'm, uh, 
I'm smart enough to uh, appreciate them for what they offer and uh, not engage them in discussions that I know are not going to go anywhere good. Yeah, yeah. One of the things that uh, I, 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 that's it, that's it exactly. And, you know, there's, there's many, many of, of those Hollywood celebrities that, that, are, that fall into the category of, I'm not sure that there's a single thing uh, that you and I would agree on in terms of how the world should work and, uh, and where we should stand on certain issues. And I'm fine with that. Uh, but I think it speaks to this issue too, because like I said, one man's, one man's greed is another man's ambition. But here's an example that I, um, that's very clear to me. A lot of people believe that in, in, the, in the market, the economy, that it's a zero sum game. And this I hear people saying all the time that as people get richer, they're getting richer at the expense of somebody else. And so they're, they're getting richer and somebody else is getting poor, that it's a zero-sum game. That's not true. No. It's not true at all. Well, and, and people that are thinking like that aren't living a life with an abundant mindset. Right. 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 So there's plenty to go around. Plenty to go there around. There is way more out there that, that's available to you than you will ever access. Right. And so just having that zero-sum mentality, with the exception of, um, you know, a competitive environment like uh, going after the, the Super Bowl, and I think the Redskins are looking pretty good based on some of the off-season uh, trades and things that they've made. That uh, thing, I think things are looking good this year for, for a, a run at the Super Bowl. <laughs> what does that look like? Yeah, I'm not even going to comment on that because I think, you know, by your chuckle there, are, you know how are, silly are they, that sounds in and of itself. Are they greedy for wanting? Is anybody greedy for wanting to win the Super Bowl? No. Okay. Well, I, you know, I, I don't know. I can't, I can't say because I don't know what their intentions are. Um, I think that uh, for most folks that, that falls into the category of ambition, you know, and I, I think, um, you know, another way to think about the differences between the two is um, when uh, – when you talk about greed, does it cause you to think about good stuff? You know, does it have a positive connotation with it? I think in most cases not. And yeah. ambition on the other side of the coin, absolutely, right? Just that word uh, conjures up the, the, the positive connotation that's associated with it. And uh, yeah, there's a clear difference there. If it's selfish, if it's self-serving, if it does harm to others, Right, those kind of things fall into the into the greed category. Is Jeff Bezos from Amazon? Is he greedy? You know, I think that it's hard to make. And, and I'm actually thinking back to the Bill Gates thing, right? So uh, while I don't think he's necessarily greedy, I don't know because I don't personally know either one of them. Right. Um, and I think in order to make that determination conclusively, I would have to actually get to know them, um, understand what they truly believe in at their core, what their values are, um, before I could fairly make a judgment one way or another on that. Right. Yeah, and my, my view on that is look at all the value that's being added to the world as a result of what Amazon does. I mean, think about how convenient it is to pick up the phone or get on your computer and... Uh, and push a few buttons and have stuff show up at your home, especially. Oh, in this, I, I love I mean, Amazon. Don't get me wrong; I mean, it's, it's amazing. And so there's tremendous value that's been added there. And you know, some people think, "Well, where's it going to stop?" I, th I think he recently was because Bill Gates gave away, you know, a hundred billion dollars or some crazy thing. He's now the second richest man in the world. You know, and when they, you here's a sign, right? Here's a sign for you. You know that you have a problem with Amazon when no matter where you drive in the you know vicinity of your home when your UPS driver sees you and waves at you <laughs> and knows who they're waving at, right? Because they come to your They've house. Been that to often. your house a few times. <laughs> exactly. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, others, uh, I've heard people say Warren Buffett, you know, another probably the single most successful investor in the history of the world. And, uh, and, and he just keeps making more money every single day. Uh, and his money is just for making good decisions on on what to do with your money in the market so that it works for him. And it just keeps going and going and going. And it just. Uh... 
But if his intention is to take that money, you know, um, oh gosh, uh, Andrew Carnegie or Carnegie, I think maybe if you. Carnegie is how I've always heard it, but I, I yeah, both, I've heard it both yeah, ways. Yeah, I, I think I think he with him it's been Carnegie. The Scottish version of it is Carnegie. I, I've been I've read and been told, but anyway, his his objective was, and he actually wrote this down. The first half of his life, he was going to earn all of the money that he could, and the second half of his life, he was going to give it all away to do good. And so there's a there's a a person with pure intention. I, I think he was at some point in time when he was alive the richest man in the world and he gave it all away and he did incredible things with it and so i just think it's a slippery slope when you start trying to judge people and uh you know in your own mind you you may think you know but and there's but yeah there believe me there's always fringe elements that are thinking that they want to hurt other people and they want to do something for selfish uh and harmful reasons and that's just pure greed Yeah. yeah Another thing I think about greed is uh, it, it's a desire that will never be satisfied. Yes, absolutely. That is a good characteristic of greed. You'll want more, right? No, you, you achieve what you set out to achieve, you're still going to need more. Um, ambition, I think, is different than that. Yeah. And I've heard some very successful people who are well into their uh, senior years of their life who are still working like a dog and they have all the money that they need. And sometimes it's interesting to listen to them talk and they say, the reason that I am still working is because I enjoy it. Yeah. We may have talked about this in a, in an earlier podcast, but we're, we as Americans are somewhat unique in our, uh, retirement methodology. Right. So, you know, the belief that you work to a certain age and you retire and so on. There's many cultures that that don't do that. And I think there's far more that don't than do. And, uh, you know, the whole um, idea behind doing something that you enjoy, something that is sustainable over the long haul. I think um, I think the is it the Japanese that call it um, Ikigai or something like that? Um, Ooh, you got me on that one. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with you. <laughs> yeah, I could just make what, whatever up. And no, I think that's what it's called. Ikigai. There's um, there's a book that I've read about it. But ultimately, it's that that premise that you find something that you enjoy doing and you keep doing that for the rest of your life. Right. Um, now, you might dial the intensity back at certain times and, and so on and, and have it work with the, the flow of your life at the time. Um, and uh, yeah, I just think I think. In our society, far too many people retire and waste away mm-hmm. because they don't find productive things to do that still continue to fulfill their needs emotionally, spiritually, and, and so on. And it, that has a negative impact on people. Yes. Yes, it does. And I, don't, I can't imagine anybody saying that uh, somebody who's doing that is greedy. Although there will be people who say, They've got enough money, because I've heard people say this, they've got enough money, so they, they're doing what they enjoy, but the money that they make, they, they ought not to keep. They ought to you know, give that to the government or, or give that away, because they don't need any more money. And I, I personally have a, a hard time with that. Uh, I, just, I just don't agree that that's the case. And, and this one woman I was talking to years ago, she said, you know, again, how much money do they need? I said, it, I said, it doesn't matter how much they need. It's not the government's money. It's their money. Here's a great response to that question. How much do they need? How much is available? <laughs> because if you can give me a finite answer to how much is available, then I can work on giving you a finite answer to how much they need. It's not a zero-sum game. Right. Right, exactly. You know, I, I think, uh, and I, I've shared this with you, I love uh, Dr. Dave Martin uh, who was a pastor and a uh, motivational, inspirational speaker, he talks about becoming a kingdom millionaire. And we're not talking about just earning a million dollars. We're talking about earning enough so that you are set up and in a position to give away a million dollars. And that's his definition of a kingdom millionaire, somebody that's actually able to give away a million dollars. Yeah. 
And uh, I think that's something to shoot for. Yeah, that's a great goal. That's a fantastic goal. And I hope you reach it. And I hope I do too, <clears throat> actually. So here's one where it's very clear, though. And that, that is, I, I, I read this. And then, of course, especially in the current um, mayhem that we're experiencing in our country, many examples flood to your mind. And that is, Greed is the expectation of getting something for nothing. That is absolutely uh, a case of greed. And what I'm thinking about is all of these looters that go into these, you know, break the glass, go in and run out with all of this stuff and feel righteous about doing it. I deserve it. You know, I've, this is, this is what I. Yeah. Like you said uh, on the last episode, getting back at the man. Yeah. Whatever. Right. You're, you're, you're a thief. Right. Plain and simple, you're a thief. Yeah, wanting something for nothing is, uh, is, is greed for sure. And uh, if that's what you're up to, you got to be thinking about why it is you're thinking that way. Because all of those things, and when you have a greedy mentality, and when I say that in my mind, I know if I have a, if I have a greedy mentality, that leads to a whole bunch of psychological maladies that are not going to serve you well throughout your life. It starts the negative downward spiral of, of the kind of, that lead to the kind of actions that are not good and healthy. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, I, I just, you know, like I said earlier, there's, when you talk about the word greed, just the, the word itself doesn't, doesn't cause you to have positive thoughts about, oh yeah, greed, yeehaw. No, that's, that's not a good thing. It's selfish and it's destructive and it's, it's just not something that honest, caring, ethical people involve themselves in. Right. Yes, I, I agree. And I think, it's, I think it's much more clear in, in people's minds, individual people's minds, which is good, which is the way it should be. Um, but if you had to defend it just in, in the court of law and you have people looking at it from, from the other side in a different perspective, it just changes it a little bit. And, and the only reason I say that is because in everybody's lives, and you, you, know, you might be thinking, why do you keep making this point? And, and the point is this. At some point in your life, you're going to do something where somebody's going to look at you and say, boy, that's greedy. You're doing that. You doing that is greedy. And the reaction to that is that there's, <laughs> you just have to be okay that people are going to think that and keep doing what you're doing because you can let it, people can let it negatively, negatively affect you. And in some cases they can change your behavior. Oh man, that's greedy. Somebody tells you that's greedy. You're going to stop doing it. In some cases you might stop doing it, you, even though you, in your mind it's not. Yeah, um, possibly. Or you could engage them in further conversation and, and ask them, you know, uh, why, why do you feel that way? What, what have, you know, what about the scenario causes you to believe that this is a greedy action on my part? Um, and maybe you can help enlighten them and, and show them why it's not, or maybe not. I mean, some people are going to be, uh, close minded and, and not willing to have the conversation. And we, we see that. Um, and then there'll be those that will say, you know, well, this is why I think that. And, the reason that they had concluded that could be way off base and, and, and a complete misunderstanding yep. that you might be able to clear up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Your example that makes me think of the conversation that we started off this podcast with, though, was there are people out there who believe that it's the right thing to do to defund and get rid of the police force. Now, what do they, they, they believe that. They believe that to the core of their existence. They believe that is the, again, the righteous, the moral, the good thing to do. Yeah, I, I, I think they just don't know any better, right? And, and I said this to you before we started, I'm gonna throw it out there, right? So there's, there's all kinds of folks out there that will throw around the term white privilege, right? Mm -hmm. What I think we're dealing with here when folks believe that defunding the police and being able to handle that on their own is possible. What I think we're dealing with there 
is straight up American privilege because they've lived in a country where they have been protected for their entire life and they just don't realize it and they don't appreciate the order that we have in this country as a result of those institutions that are out there, those, those police agencies, the military, the, some of the other governmental structures that we have. And yes, you can, you can poke holes in those and you can say that there are certain elements of them that are bad and so on and so forth. But ultimately, we have the safest or one of the safest societies in the world. And the reason that is, the folks that are willing to, it's because of those folks that are willing to stand that line between order and chaos and put their lives and their safety on the line every single day to make sure that safety and security is maintained for the people here in this country. And folks that are walking around thinking that, uh, that they could survive without that are just straight up fucking clueless and they are just ate up with American privilege. Yeah. Actually, that's very, very well stated. Uh, that, is, that, was, that was profound. You have just entered into Thank the, you. Yeah, you're welcome. And that was, that was very well stated. And what it reminds me of, too, one of the things that I, I also love about, um, uh, about what you said and being American is that we can have this, this debate, this, this, this public debate about what are the right ideas, what are the right actions, and we can hammer it out in a public setting uh, with a, a really pretty high degree of, um, of civility, uh, typically, sometimes not, but, uh, but it can be worked out in a way. And yes, things can get really heated in conversations, but typically people are not shooting each other and killing each other and dueling, at least not today. And that also is American privilege. It's something that Americans enjoy doing and have had the benefit of for generations but your point about they don't understand what it's like to not have it because they've never experienced it because they live in the greatest country on the planet. You are exactly correct about that. Yeah. Well stated. Yeah. So I don't know if that term's out there officially. Uh, and if it's not, I'm laying claim to it. All right. Right here on this podcast, on this date. What's the date today? The, uh, uh, the 8th of June. I, I coined that phrase, American privilege, and that's what those people are infected with, and that's what those people, and even folks that are out there protesting, right? So, so the right that they have to protest is an that American, American privilege. It's an American privilege. It sure is. Yeah. Well done. Well done. That was good. All right. So what else are we talking about as far as greed and ambition goes? Yeah, I just uh, some of the takeaways that I, I got from it. Um, if, your, if your pursuit to obtain and achieve uh, is unethical or morally wrong, then it's probably greed. It's not ambition. Yeah, it's, that, it's those shortcuts, right? The willingness to take yeah. those shortcuts and, and you know, get there in whatever means necessary regardless of who it hurts. That's greed. But those, are, those who are greedy and those who are ambitious are both in pursuit to obtain or achieve things. They have goals. They're going after them. But, it, yeah, so much depends upon your intention. So much depends upon on your morality. Some of, so much of it depends on your, the ethical standards uh, by which that action needs to be judged. All of those things are important. So, An intention is one of those things that's... Um, may take some time to figure out, right? Yep. So I, um, I tend to operate under a, uh, a rule of uh, API, assume positive intent, right? So when I'm watching what people are doing, unless there's just a clear and overwhelming uh, in-your-face action that is, you know, you couldn't in your wildest dreams interpret that as being a positive intent, um, you know, step back a little bit and, and assume that that person is acting with positive intention. Um, I think, uh, you know, if you use that in a, in a relationship standpoint when you're dealing with other folks, you know, it, it will make your life uh, less filled with conflict when you, uh, when you focus on, you know, giving people the benefit of the doubt there. Yep. Now, um, they will also, you know, those that aren't, uh, you know, proceeding with with positive intent, they'll show you in, in due time. Um, that's going to evidence itself. But uh, 
you know, start out assuming positive intent. Yes, I, I think that's a good default position to start. And, and you're right. Ultimately, it all sees the light of day and, and get judged, gets judged over time. And that's what really tells the tale. A person's character will always reveal itself. Yes, it will. Some, it's right away. Others, it takes a little while. Yep. And it will always reveal itself. Yep. Yep. That's right. Yeah, and I guess the final thought is uh, back to, I, I know my mind is bouncing all over the place, but I think back, and I, I, I've read about it, and I've heard people say, and, you know, I, I don't know Jeff Bezos for, from a hole in the ground, uh, and I know he, uh, he has, I, I've seen him say some things, and I've seen him put some things in writing that disturb me that I don't agree with at all. But in terms of greed... I'm, I'm hesitant to go there with him because people willingly take their own money and engage in his type of commerce. Uh, and it's not like he's taking it from them. People are paying. They want it because it adds value. To yeah, their that's lives. exactly right. He's adding value. He's, he's adding providing value a service and he's adding value. Right. And he's, is he taking more from the people that he's providing a service and value to than what he's providing in value? Or is, you know... If that's not the case, then then we might not be dealing with greed. Right, right. Yeah, so again, I, I don't know if he or anybody like him or some of those people who have, have amazing accomplishments like that are, are greedy. But I just think there's some lessons there for us to all take away. And uh, I think we've hit on, on the highlights as far as I'm concerned. And yeah, and, and we've discovered the term American privilege. So that's, that's the biggest, my takeaway from this was that. Yeah, I think for me, the biggest, um, the biggest takeaways would be when you're dealing with a situation where, you know, you, you want to monitor yourself and you want to make sure you're not operating in the greed camp and, and you're, you're understanding, you know, you're on the ambition side of the house. Focus on the fact that um, there is an abundance for everyone, right? There is plenty to go around and there's no limit to it right um i do believe you're, that you're, you don't have to be in competition because there's plenty to go around um and uh operate from a base of gratitude yep. be thankful for all that you achieve and share it with others there you go money's got to keep flowing right so you know you you have a bunch coming to you when you don't allow it to keep flowing out and uh, and share that with others you start kind of strangling that flow, then the flow coming in is going to slow down. Yes, it does. Yes, it is. And, you know, I think most people also know in their own mind whether or not they're being greedy or being ambitious. I mean, I, part, of, part of the passion of my life is to encourage people to work hard, to set high goals, to achieve amazing things. And, and, I want them to do that. I, you know, if somebody has the goal to be a multimillionaire, shoot, anything I could do to help them achieve that goal is awesome as far as I'm concerned. Absolutely. But, but people know in their, in their own heads, mm, this is starting to cross a threshold from I have good intentions, I am behaving ethically, to, wow, maybe I'm, maybe I'm not. Maybe I cut the corner. Maybe... Maybe I didn't necessarily break that law, but I certainly bent it. When you start heading into that kind of show water, then you might be start to, starting to transition from ambition over into greed. Yeah, you know, uh, I'm going to actually flash back to what you said earlier about gray area, yeah. right? I think when you're dealing with ethics and right and wrong, there is no gray area. It's black and white, and you need to pick a side. You're either on the side of right or the side of wrong. And it's a very clear line between the two. There's no gray area there. <laughs> okay. All right. In my humble opinion. Right, right. I think some people would argue with you about that. People argue with it's, me all the it, time. It's clear in your mind. And I like it. Uh, right. Because it, it, you know, a good spirited discussion creates uh, the possibility for influencing thoughts and, and people's positions on things and influencing change. 
Yeah, I can I can think of examples, and I won't get into them because I know we're near the but where where people will interpret the exact same situation, and some people will say that is absolutely unethical, and some other people say that is absolutely not unethical, and it just depends on where you're coming from, depends upon where you stand, depends upon what your background is. Um, I think if you find yourself in a situation where you ask yourself, "Is this right or is this wrong?" There you go. The fact that you have that you have to ask the question is the answer. Right. So what whatever position you were on, right? So if you were thinking it might be wrong, and you have to ask yourself the question, yep. it's wrong. Yep. 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 I agree with that. That's it. There you go. Well, that was my uh, my desire to explore this topic a little bit. This was fun. I, uh, I enjoyed it. And I, I think, you know, like many topics, uh, you know, you and I might start at different positions, but ultimately I think uh, in a lot of ways, we, uh, we certainly come at it from different perspectives. And I, I think, um, we, we can be square in the, uh, you know, squarely situated in the similar, but different category. Go. Yep. There you right? go. Cause I think I, I know our, our values are aligned and, uh, worldviews very similar. Yeah. And aligned. Yeah. All right. Well, I thank you for picking the topic. It was certainly an interesting discussion. You bet. You bet. It was fun. Fun and interesting, certainly to me. You want to know what we're talking about on the next one? If you know, I'd love to. Yeah, me too. And I'll let you know when I know. (laughs) (laughs) Not there yet, but uh, yeah, I will certainly throw that out here very soon. All right. All right. I always enjoy it, so I look forward to... Look forward to hearing what it is. Well, you know what we got to do now, right? We got to talk about no matter where these people are that are listening, no matter what they're doing, whether they're engaging in greedy activity or ambitious activity, and we certainly hope and pray it's on the ambitious side of of the house, that what they really need to pay attention to is that they're taking time to enjoy enjoy the ride. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Greybeard Chronicles. Please subscribe so you'll receive notification when new episodes are available. To learn more about the Greybeards, visit their website, graybeardchronicles.com.